you hear me? Great. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Anna. That was really good. Thank you for preparing that. It definitely sets it all up. Um, as I was um, waiting on the Lord for what to share today, I just really, I sense I had a word for us all as a church. And so um, I'm just going to offer it to you and submit it to you for you to weigh up. Um, but it's an encouraging word, but it also has a challenge to it, which is often the way of the Holy Spirit. Um, I just sense that um, he wants us to remind, he wants to remind us that we're on a journey, that, um, that, um, that the Lord wants to, he wants us to keep taking steps with him, no matter where we feel that we are on the journey. That he still wants us to keep taking steps with him he wants us to know that he is still moving he's still speaking and it's just so important for us as believers to expect him to speak to expect him to move and to have that expectation every day that the lord is 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 on the move that he's he's um he's not standing still he he he's looking for um us to grow and mature as believers and there's um there's a wonderful passage in 2 Corinthians that says and all of us which is all of us um with unveiled faces seeing the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another so that's all of us with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord. And what we were just, just doing in worship just then is, is taking a moment to behold the glory as we fix our eyes on him and as we look to him, um, as we worship him in our lives, as we submit and, um, and we behold him, um, we, we become like him we become what what we behold and so it's so important that we behold jesus um and as i was reflecting on this i kind of felt like you know following jesus is kind of like a dance i don't know much about dancing but like there in in that kind of ballroom dance there is like a leader and there's a, there's a follower and I, I just I just have that picture in my mind that the Lord is moving and he's looking for us to respond. He's looking for us to take part. He's looking for us to to be part of his dance. It's not a static thing. It's a, a fluid. It's um, something that moves. It's dynamic. Um, and I just wanted to remind us of that today. I would like us to, to dive into a passage in, in Ephesians, Ephesians 4. And um, I just sense, you know, as I was, I was like reflecting on that word that I felt the Lord give us, this passage came to mind and I'd love us just to look at it in a bit more detail. And I'd love us to kind of hear it as the, as the Ephesians would have heard it from Paul. Um, so looking at Ephesians 4. And he's up to this point, he's, you know, he's really 
he's teaching a lot about grace. He's talking about how the Gentiles included. He's really outlining um, the work of Jesus. And then chapter four starts with therefore. So we're getting to the point in his letter where he's basically saying, having said all that, therefore, and then he brings this really strong challenge to the church that is still so relevant for us today. So I'd love us just to pay real attention to what Paul says to the Ephesians, starting with, with, um, with verse one. I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you, he begs, he begs the Ephesians to live a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience and bearing with one another. I just want to pause there for a second. Paul is, he's, he's using quite strong language here. He's like begging them, live a life worthy of the calling of Jesus on your life. And um, this isn't, this, this life that we live, it's not just a random throwaway um, accident. It's not just, we're not floating in the wind. We're not just random. This is a very purposeful life that we are called to lead. And, and that should really excite us that, um, that each day counts, you know, each week counts. And we get to become more like him every day and that's, I just think it's just such a wonderful invitation. And um, if I could jump down to verse 11, it says, The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. What I love about that passage is that it's really clear that although he's called certain people to certain roles, it's everyone that is called to the work of ministry. Everyone has a part to play. And um, I was reading recently about the Reformation and there was a time in history where, um, I suppose centuries ago, but it's where the, our understanding of, that church, of the church at that point was that the priest was sort of the mediator to the church that um that they only had access to the scriptures and that really it was just one person sort of um interceding on behalf of one group of people and um and i'm thankful that we've since come forward from that point and we know that there's a there's a ministry of all believers that we've all got a part to play it's not just one person who can hear god's voice and one person who does the work of god and one person who who um, can become like Jesus, like it's all of our opportunities. And um, I just love that so much. And I think it's so important that we don't um, in time. So occasionally I have conversations, not with people in this in this fellowship, but you know, you just you get people say, can you have a word with the big guy? And I'm like, well, you can have a word with him. <laughs> we can all speak to him. And um, it continues, 
to verse, verse 13. Until all of us come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. To maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. Let me repeat that last bit again. Um, where do I want to go? To maturity, to the to the measure of the full stature of Christ. That that Paul is is just is pleading with the Ephesians, keep maturing, keep growing until you have you've got to the measure, the full stature of Christ. Now, obviously, um, I don't think Paul thinks that we can make it, but this is our lifelong pursuit. This is what this is what it's all about, and. Um, this is part of our journey is just to keep going keep pursuing the Lord and he kind of he kind of then begins to speak about what immaturity looks like a little bit after that in, in, in chapter in, uh, but as it flows with um, in verse 14 we must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every every wind of doctrine by people's trickery by their craftiness and deceitful scheming but speaking the truth in love we must grow up in every way in him who is the head into christ so again he's he's really just highlighting this need for maturity by kind of explaining what immaturity looks like this sense of like really being or he refers to it as being like a child being tossed around um by every wind of doctrine. So different words, different explanations, um, that we're, we're solid and we're, we're sure and steadfast in, in who, in, in terms of our revelation of knowing who Jesus is. Yeah, and I just, I think a key, a really key part of this, um, we've already read in verse, in verse two, with all humility, and gentleness that a real key to becoming like jesus is humility it's knowing that um it's knowing our need for him and knowing that we haven't made it do you know what i mean it's we we're on a journey um humility to me speaks of a desire for more it's an understanding that um maybe we're not the bee's knees but we know who is, if that makes sense. I don't know. I haven't really thought that one through. <laughs> but the Lord is looking for maturity. He's looking for a maturing group of believers. He's looking for a group of people that are hungry and humble enough to say, Lord, I need you. I need to become like you. I want to become more like you. For, for the world to, to know you, I need to be like you. When I was reflecting on this passage and just thinking about Paul's, you know, use of, of, of language here, referring to children, I was thinking of, you know, parenting myself. And I was thinking, you know, when, when our children come into the world, they're, they're not able to do much. Um, and that's okay. You know, we, we wash them, we cuddle them, we feed them. But... As parents, we want them to grow. We want them to mature. We don't want them to stay 
in that phase of of life. We want to see them continually grow and develop as people to continue to become the people that they are and not stay in a, in like a kind of a stage of immaturity. Um, it'd be, you know, it'd be really sad if in some ways, like if their bodies kept growing and they just stayed at a very young age, we want to see them mature and grow into the people that they are. And as parents, we allow our children in um, to go through situations and moments so that they can grow up so that they can develop wisdom so that they can develop maturity so that they're just so that they move from that place of immaturity into maturity you know just thinking about you know learning to walk you know often parents will stand behind and be looking to, to catch them the first few times but as they become more and more confident, it's important that the parent st steps back and just allows them to, to begin to run. And of course, they're going to fall over. Of course they are. But it's a, a big part of walking is learning how to get back up when you fall over. And so as a parent, we learn how to nurture and help our children grow. And it's the same way with the Lord and us. He, he leads us into situations where we can mature. And he leads us into sometimes difficult situations, sometimes painful situations. But the Lord wants us, he, he wants to use those moments to see how we'll respond. He wants to see, will we grow? Will we lean on him? Will we look to trust him? Will we, will we continue this, this journey of maturity? And sometimes when we're going through very difficult situations, it can be really easy to pray, Lord, take this away from me. Take this difficult moment away. Please just press reset. But the Lord, and you, know, you can see this throughout scripture, the Lord will often say, I am with you. I am present with you in this moment. And um, it takes a lot of courage for us to, to walk with him through those dark moments, through those painful moments. But as we do so, as we cling to him like Jesus clung to the Father throughout his ministry and even onto the cross, Jesus was glorified. And, and for us to be like Jesus, we need to do what Jesus did. We need to live a life of trust. We're not choosing the easy, easy way out, but we're choosing the route of maturity. We're choosing the route of, of, of trust and growing in him. And um, that's why church is so important. We can, we can be there to, to encourage each other, to champion each other, to pray with one another, to remind each other to look to Jesus to not give up, to continue to read his word, read his promises, but not to give up. That even in the storm, even in the most darkest hour, you know, that, that Jesus, in his, his mysterious way, is making us more like him. As I was reflecting on this, I, I, um, I was reminded of, um, of that wonderful, Psalm, Psalm 23. 
we've been really enjoying, um, or I certainly have recently, we've been reflecting as, as God, as, as, as the shepherd. And I just want to pull a few things out this passage before, before finishing. I'm just going to read this to you. The Lord is my shepherd. That's the declaration. The Lord is my shepherd. As we walk with him, let's actively commit ourselves to him. He is our shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. As we humble ourselves and trust him, the leading of the Holy Spirit, he leads us. As I said at the beginning, let's expect Jesus to be leading us today. Let's, in this season, let's expect Jesus to lead us. As it says in this psalm, he leads me beside still waters. We're not standing still, we're following Jesus in this moment. He leads me in right paths for his namesake. And this is the hard bit, verse four. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the darkest valley, I fear no evil. And as I was just saying, like the Lord will lead us through difficult moments in our lives. He and he and he will, will lead us through difficult moments in our heart. Often they come at the same time. But he's looking for us to be brave. And we need to trust him as he brings things up, that he is the answer, he is the good shepherd. He wants to bring healing and restoration into our hearts. Because his rod and staff comfort me. Again, as I said before, we can we can look for him to remove the danger. We can say, Lord, Lord, please take this difficult situation, this difficult person away from me. But verse five is interesting because it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the very presence of our perceived enemies, he's provided everything that we need. He's given us a table to thrive. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Again, can you feel this sense of journey? There is a progression, there is journey. Even though when we're in that, that valley, that darkest valley, we can be like, Lord, why am I here? Why am I here? But it's in those moments that we become like Jesus, that he, in those dark moments of the soul, he can, he transforms us and he goes, let me in, let me be, let me prepare for you a table in the presence of your enemies. I've never left you. I'm never going to leave you. And I know this is hard, but I've anointed your head with oil. 
and goodness and mercy will always follow you. So I just want to I want to finish there, but I just I just want to encourage us. Let's let's anticipate that Jesus corporately as a group, but also individually, that he is leading us on. He is not leaving us standing still, no matter what stage you are in your walk with Jesus. Whether it's 50 years or 50 seconds, he leads us on. He holds us by the hand and he takes us forward. And let's 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 follow his leadership in this time. You know, looking ahead, you know, to the to it kind of feels like September's a new year for me. I don't know if it feels like for you, but as we as we are looking ahead to September and beyond, like let's let's recognize him as our shepherd and let's expect change. Let's expect that he is going to transform, he's going to make new, he's going to take us from glory to glory as we behold him, but most importantly, as we follow him into whatever place he leads us in, let's follow him. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Jesus.